Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 121 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. How Retailers Can Deal with Haters. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode is to talk about why people who comment about your business may bother you and how to change this. First, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout out. This episode was inspired by Anna, the owner of Anna & Co. or Anna & Company. Anna won three coaching calls with me after she entered my 100K podcast download giveaway. Anna is also a Master Shopkeepers member. So on my first call with Anna, I was really impressed. I won't go into detail right now, but Anna is doing what most shopkeepers would be afraid to do. She runs her business on her terms, and it's pretty incredible. I might do a podcast on this alone, so I'll save the details, but once we started our conversation on that first call, Anna told me that she'd love to hear a podcast on the topic of online haters, or really haters in general, people that make comments about our businesses. Sometimes those comments bother us. And in particular, she wanted to know how to deal with this. Anna asked, why do people feel the need to comment on our business or how we run our businesses? And then the second part to her question was, and why do we care? When Anna asked this, I realized I haven't covered this topic on the podcast. At least I don't think I have. I also realized that this topic, worrying about what others think, actually surfaces fairly often in our group memberships. This episode won't be about tactics in terms of what you actually do with like social media comments. Do you delete? Do you block? Do you block and report? Do you mark spam? All that stuff. There are so many articles online that give you a strategy or suggestions for handling this. Everyone seems to handle this differently, and maybe there are social media experts who can guide you better on this than me. But I do want to talk to you about the mindset, the mindset that kicks in when people make comments about your business and in particular, how you react to these comments or how your brain reacts to these comments. Whether it's someone in person who judges your business or someone online who's trolling and hating on you, It's your thinking that will determine your reaction. So I want you to think about one thing that you are really confident about in your business, like 100%, no matter what anyone says, you know this to be true and you would just laugh if anyone commented otherwise. For example, if someone tells you you're an awful human being with no integrity, you wouldn't think twice about this. Your reaction would probably be like almost nothing. You wouldn't be mad and it would be easy for you to shrug this off or maybe even laugh at it 
because you know that this is not the type of human being you are. So I also asked in Master Shopkeepers, when I was working on this podcast episode, I asked them, what's one thing you're so confident about in your business that no matter what comment is made, whether it's by a stranger, an acquaintance, a social media follower, a loved one, or any other online hater, and hater sounds like such a strong word, but that that seems to relate with everyone, so I'm using it. I'm rolling with it. That whatever they commented, it simply wouldn't cause you a negative reaction. It wouldn't cause that negative reaction in you. And these were some of the things that Master Shopkeeper said. And and I want to share these because I'm going to share the complete opposite next. And I think it's really important for us to focus on what are those things that we feel super confident about and really strong about that no matter what anyone says, it doesn't bother us. So someone said customer service. I know without a doubt we have the best customer service. Another one was my location. A handful of people can't believe I didn't open in the bigger town, however many miles away, but I don't have a passion for that location and I can't imagine myself there. So I think she was suggesting that even if somebody said, why aren't you in so-and-so town? It wouldn't bother her. She feels very confident that she's where she's supposed to be. Someone else said my price point. I love this one. Another group member said my instinct on purchasing and not following trends. And similarly, another customer said my finger being well on the pulse of what my customers want. Emphasis on my, my customers. You can tell she was very confident in knowing her customer really well. And this other one I can actually relate with. Someone said, commitment to open and close hours. This one, many of us can probably relate as small business owners. We have families. We run our businesses on lean teams. Some of us do. Or some of us are solo shopkeepers, maybe with like one part-time help or it's just us. So we can't maintain the hours of big box stores. We have to, in order to save our sanity and our he- keep our health and all of that good stuff, we have to have reasonable store hours that work with our lives. So my sister and I, our store is open Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 4. When we first opened, we had longer hours, but we took a good look at our data and our data was definitely strong in indicating to us that we shouldn't be open. There was no reason for us at the time to be open after 4 p.m. I think it's time for us to look at that information again or have a conversation on this, but I think what's important is we changed our hours. Yes, it was scary. And I know I've talked about this before in other podcasts. Yes, it was scary. Yes, we were concerned, but we had the data to back it up. Moving forward, because of that information, we felt very confident that no matter what anyone said, we knew we were doing the right thing. We were doing the right thing for ourselves. We were doing the right thing for our store. And based on our customer shopping patterns, we were doing the right thing for them too. So even now when somebody comes in and says, oh, I walk by and your store is always closed, I don't cringe. I don't get that like negative reaction that I have to be defensive about it. I feel pretty confident about it. And there's something to be said for that confidence, right? Now, think about one thing. We're going to flip this around and think about one thing or maybe many things that people say 
that triggers some sort of annoyed, insulted, or maybe even angry or visceral reaction within you. You all know what I'm talking about. There's something within yourself that you just like, you cringe, you get mad, your fists ball up, like you're just like so upset about it. And for instance, some of, for some of you, this may happen. If someone makes a comment about your little store, suggesting in a really condescending way that your business is actually a hobby. I know some of you are like right now, like, yes, Kathy, I hate those people. They drive me crazy. It's so annoying. It's so insulting. That kind of reaction. This is just one example. And it'll trigger those emotions of annoyance and maybe feeling insulted. And I want to explain a possibility about why this causes this type of reaction. Sometimes it's because you know that at this point your business is a hobby. If you find yourself getting angry about it, it might be because you actually want more in your business or out of your business. You want it to be profitable, but you know it's not. You want it to consistently pay you, but maybe it doesn't. Or maybe you want to be a retail CEO. Maybe you want to hit that fifth stage in the shopkeeping journey. Which leads me to to briefly talk about the quiz that I recently launched. It's really interesting because there are shopkeepers who are getting triggered by the new Savvy Shopkeeper quiz. Not many, a handful, because they're reaching out to me. They're taking the quiz, they're getting their result, and some type of negative emotion is kicking in. However, it's not the quiz that's doing this. Even though some shopkeepers think it's the quiz, it's actually your thoughts. Now, early on, this happened to me too. Trust me, I understand. The negative reactions to people's comments happened often with me, whether it was regarding the size of my business, the suggestion that it was a hobby, the suggestion that it couldn't possibly pay me enough, to make a living, all of those things, and so much more. For sure, the comments about our store hours. Now, this was years ago, much different now. But all of those comments triggered me. I don't know what other word to use other than trigger. I think we can all relate with that too. But I learned that it wasn't actually them. It was actually my thoughts. Now, I have to give a shout out to my own coach who has helped me tremendously with this. Shout out to Neil Williams. She's been incredible and a huge, huge asset to me building my businesses and me building my confidence. So listen, we all know by now, we're all adults. We've all probably been running our businesses for years, or even if you're just getting started, but even as adults alone, we know by now that it can be really difficult or impossible to change people. And I want you to hear this. It's not our job to change people, especially if we have big social media followings or stores with a ton of customers and a lot of foot traffic. How can we possibly change everyone around us? Well, really, like, why would we want to? That would be exhausting, right? People tend to say what they want. We know this for sure, especially over the past few years. I feel like it really became strong and evident on social media when the pandemic hit. 
There are keyboard warriors and people that hide that behind the mask of the internet. Plus, some people are just plain old miserable, you know? So back to Anna's question, why do people feel the need to comment on our business or how we run them and why do we care? Number one, people comment because they want to or they can, period. They always will. Number two, why do we care? That's the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question to ask yourself, why do you care? Number three, once you determine why you care, then it's important to work on this. Set the comment and the person who delivered the comment aside and have a conversation with yourself or journal about where you want to be, who you want to become, and what might be keeping you from getting there. Better yet, what can you do to get yourself there, to that spot where you want to be, to that spot where you stand in confidence, and no matter what anyone says, it doesn't bother you. Now, I want to add a couple disclaimers here. This doesn't include you know, defamation or derogatory, inappropriate behavior on social media. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm referring to the everyday comments where we might hear or read that don't necessarily damage our businesses or our reputation, but may annoy the heck out of us and or, and I'm doing this in quotations, hurt our feelings. I hope this makes sense. There's a big difference here, and I want to acknowledge that. The other disclaimer is, If the quote-unquote hater or commenter is a loved one, keep in mind that their comments may be based on fear or lack of confidence. This is their insecurity that they're passing on to you because they may not have the courage to do what you're doing and their brain is in protection mode and in turn, they believe they're protecting you. So keep that in mind. If the commenter is a partner, is a daughter, a son, a mom, a dad. Oftentimes their comments can be triggering to us, but I want you to put yourself in their shoes. It may be because they're just trying to protect you. So how can we deal with the haters? Step one is to accept that people are people and we can't control them or their darn comments. I wanted to swear there, but I didn't. Step two is when you feel some sort of reaction to a person's comment, identify why. Trust me, you'll want to blame that person for your feelings, but the only person who can control your feelings is you, and that starts with your thinking. I'm going to say this one more time. The only person who can control your feelings is you, and that starts with your thinking. Step three is remove the person in the comment from your brain. This is going to be hard. I know this for a fact. I've experienced it before. But I want you to shift your energy to focus on your own why or your own goals and start to head in that direction instead. This practice alone has done wonders for me, my businesses, my bottom line, my health, my relationships, my sanity, and most importantly, my confidence, and happiness. For some of you, today's episode might be an episode you will want to listen to more than once. On the other hand, some of you may not be prepared to hear what I'm going to say. You're going to resist this. And some of you may come back to this episode months or years later. I'm okay with that because I've done this myself. 
I've experienced this type of resistance with single podcast episodes that I've tried to listen to or with entire podcasts that I tried to listen to. It was like my intuition led me to those podcasts. Like I knew I wanted to listen to those podcasts. I wanted to listen to the host of those podcasts. I wanted to listen and like, you know, extract that confidence from them, but I wasn't ready. This has happened to me over and over again. There are a handful of podcasts that I now listen to regularly, but if you take me back two, three, four years ago, my brain just couldn't handle them. I am always a work in progress, and you will be too. See how you can use this practice with your own thinking and be patient with yourself. It takes time. Trust me. I know I keep saying this, but I feel so strongly about it because it's, it just, it does. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes discipline. Our brains always want to take us back to the, what we were thinking before, what we were doing before, to that comfort level. I have to step into discomfort all the time. If you need to come back to this episode down the road, I get it. I will be here when you're ready. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 121. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.